Chapter Two of Born Again by Alfred Lawson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Phrenologists, after studying the bumps on my head, have invariably told me that I lack diplomacy. This, as I understand it, simply means an incapability of acting the hypocrite and it does seem under the present system of human existence that he who fails to practice hypocrisy finds innumerable obstacles to overcome which otherwise might be avoided so lacking in this virtue as diplomacy is sometimes styled led me into trouble with nearly everybody with whom i had any dealings indeed had it not been for this very defect in my nature I should not have been forced to pass through the most remarkable life I think ever experienced by living man. And so the ship had barely passed out of the harbor before I had undiplomatically aroused the enmity of all the other seamen, and within two weeks I was thoroughly detested by every man aboard, from the captain to the cook. The crew was composed of an unusually tough set of characters, who avowed from the beginning that they did not like Yankees, and would make life insufferable for me before reaching the next port. Fistfights became frequent, and each one of the sailors took a punch at my head at different times, only to learn that I enjoyed that kind of sport, and retaliated in a way that laid the offender up for repairs afterward. The fact that in these encounters I always gained an easy victory over my opponents caused a more intense feeling of bitterness to exist than ever. And to make matters worse, the captain's wife, who was the only woman on the ship, took sides with me against all the others. This apparently angered the captain, for on one occasion, after he had given orders to have me put in irons for breaking one of my shipmate's ribs, and she interceded in my behalf, he became furious, and threatened to have me thrown overboard. This threat, however, only had the effect of making me more stubborn and defiant. As a cowboy, I had fought Indians and real bad men in the western states of America, hunted elephants in Africa, tigers in India, and roughed it as a gold-seeker in Australia until I had become hardened against danger and absolutely fearless, so that a menace against my life did not worry me in the least. In fact, I really enjoyed the situation, and dared the captain to do his worst. We had been out of Sydney for about four weeks, and although I did not know the exact latitude and longitude, I imagined we must have been a considerable distance to the south and east of Cape Colony. It seemed to me now that I heard someone say we were a little further south of the regular course taken by vessels sailing around the Cape. It was one of those pleasant nights in December, which one must experience in southern waters to appreciate, that I took my turn on watch in the forward part of the boat. It was past midnight, and one of the darkest nights I have ever known the sea was rather calm but a good breeze astern caused the ship to make good headway i was all alone and paced back and forth from side to side peering out into space and darkness ahead occasionally i would remain for several minutes leaning against one of the railings 
except for the splashing of the sea against the side of the ship all was quiet as i stood in one of my meditative moods looking straight ahead i was suddenly attracted by something which caused me to turn quickly and look in the opposite direction and then i observed the forms of four men coming quickly toward me but before i realized their object or had time to speak they grabbed me by the arms and legs i struggled furiously for several moments and freeing my hands dealt one of them a vicious punch which felled him to the deck and it seemed for a while that i would shake them all off when suddenly i received a terrible blow on the side of my head which partially stunned me and during the instant of inactivity on my part i was raised bodily high in the air and plunged overboard into the waters below End of chapter 2